0: The military medical system is undergoing some pretty big changes. The Defense Health Agency takes over medical treatment facilities. Medics are preparing for injuries made by conventional warfare after years of fighting the war on terror. And the military services are changing the way they keep troops in shape. Federal News Network Scott Massioni spoke with Army Medical Service Corps, Command Sergeant Major Michael Gregg about these issues and more. One of our biggest challenges is our transition as DHA and the NDAA has, has mandated some changes to military health care system, specifically for the Army. you know how do we transition appropriately to um, ensure that we take care of our soldiers? and take care of our beneficiaries as we transfer our, the authorities of our MTFs over to the DHA. At the same time, maintaining the readiness of our individual soldiers and their, their skill sets to perform their medical mission wherever the country may needs to perform those missions and also to maintain and build the readiness of the soldiers. Outside of the medical facility, uh, outside the medical MOSs and the medical jobs that have to go and, and, and prosecute America's will wherever they
1: need to it in the world. And how are you working with DHA and the other services to kind of coordinate all this? And I believe it's October 1st, 2019, that everything happens. So it, it's a phased approach. Um, we've currently already transitioned. Five uh,
0: facilities and and three smaller treatment facilities from the services over to DHA, and then one October of nineteen, everything east of the Mississippi will transition over to the DHA, all services included. And then one October of twenty, everything west of the Mississippi will then trans- transition to the to the DHA. With one October of twenty one, everything um, Oconus moving into that to that bucket as well. So. One October 21, everything will be MTF wise, will be under the DHA. We're working with the other services um, and with DHA, and like I said, we all have the same goal. One is to take care of America's son and daughter wherever they might be, and to ensure that, two, to ensure that we maintain a positive patient experience for whatever um, our beneficiaries engage our medical professionals in any MTF or any location
1: how are you faring in, in kind of doing this this whole mission right like uh it's it's a lot to, to, to undertake so you know what are you kind of doing to make sure that this is an easier experience what are you doing to plan and, and create a strategy those kind of things
0: so nothing is being done in a in a bubble we are being trying to be as, as transparent as we possibly can and, and we're understanding that ideas on this so they always come from the top ideas and, and the communication has to be north south east and west so that indicate that that communication that transitions and up north, north to south, east to west, along with engaged leadership is the only way that we can make this transition happen smoothly. Um, Understanding that change is a constant and this change is going to happen and we have to embrace it and accept that change and move forward to make sure that we are doing the right thing for our um, sons and daughters and for the American people who are paying the bill
1: ultimately. I wanted to move on to the non-deployability strategy, something that came out, I think, about a year ago. And uh, October first is the kind of the deadline for you to start putting this policy into effect. Um, it sounds like there may be some ways that you can help people get out of that non-deployable status.
0: So there, there is policies in place that are, um, and people are looking at to see how we can maximize the resource of our people because that's a, a resource that is limited um, for us. You know, we just don't have infinite people to have a that have a. Prop- to serve or have the ability to serve. So the ones that we do have, we want to maximize their ability to serve in whatever theater they may be capable of serving. So there are um, um, studies and, and working groups in place right now to look to see if an individual who is not necessarily able to deploy to this area of the world may still be able to deploy to that area of the world so that we maximize those, res- those people resources because, like I said, they're not, they're not infinite as, a, as an Army perspective, I mean, we, we are looking at um, any policy in place that, that hinders a, a soldiers' ability to rehabilitate and get back into the fight. And we're also infusing and pushing forward medical resources and capabilities and policies to ensure that soldiers are given ample opportunity to rehabilitate themselves. And, and that we are now um, really trying to engage and be more on the, pro, the proactive side of preventing them from being injured by putting... Um, Uh, athletic trainers, physical therapists, occupational therapists far forward so that we can change form and function before they develop bad form and function so that we can change the way they they develop their bodies so that their bodies are developed in a way that they can sustain and support the rigors that will be placed upon them if they're put into a, a theater because Historically in the past, we haven't we haven't encouraged our soldiers to build their bodies appropriately. And we've kind of built the front half of the body, but we've never really engaged and built the posterior chain muscle groups of the back half. So now we're changing our holistic view of the body and, and the soldier as an athlete and making sure that we build the body to support the rigors that we're going to place upon the soldier.
1: We're moving away from the competitors that are, uh, more in degraded areas like CENTCOM area and looking toward near peer competitors. How is that changing the way that you look at medicine and the way that you go and find people or go and help people out in the field?
0: So, you know, uh- as the national defense has strategy has changed and as our competitors in the world have changed, what we've realized is um, two things. One, we, we realize that we have a gap in our ability to provide prolonged field care in a sustained environment at a location because, you know... We've been fighting the enemy where we've had air superiority. Well, we may not have that in the future. We may not be able to launch a medevac aircraft to get an individual from point of injury to definitive surgery care in 15, 20 minutes or even in the golden hour. So we need to be able to have the ability to prolong life at the point of injury until we can transition the individual to more definitive care. So we're, we're developing that capability in our forces to ensure that they're able to do that for our warfighters in the event that that happens. At the, at the same time, um, we understand that the kinetic energy of our new wars are going to require and, and the dispersion on the battlefield is going to cause all of our individuals to be able to have a more advanced level of medical training, regardless of whether they are a medic for the for organization or they're the standard infantryman. So we're, we're establishing our tactical combat casualty care to ensure that everybody has the ability to do minimal life-saving standards so that um, we can prolong life, because truly, um, the life is saved by the first responder, you know, because if that first responder doesn't do his or her job, then the surgeon at the definitive care doesn't, it doesn't matter who they are. They just, there's nothing, there's no life viable for them to save. So that first responder has to have the skills to maintain that life so that they can get to definitive care so we can improve it for long-term uh, viability. Right now, every soldier that goes into the CENTCOM uh, theater of operation has to have a variant of tactical combat casualty care, whether it be TCCC medical or TCCC non-medical, but everybody has to have some form of TCCC going into that theater and that is going to be implemented across all the COCOMs as well so that as individuals move forward into a theater of operations or into harms way, they will everybody will have a minimum standard of ability to prolong life at the point of injury. Until we can get them to more definitive care. That was Army Medical Service Corps Command Sergeant Major Michael Gragg speaking with Federal News Network Scott Massioni. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.